Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. Turn me to Psalms 126. I'm just going to preach a short message. It's something that I was talking with Pastor Jensen about a couple of weeks ago. And I just wanted to share something of it with you this morning. It's Psalms 126 and verse 5. It's going to come up on the screen. For those heathens that didn't bring their Bible this morning. <laughs> they that sow in tears. I'm going to read from the, from the King James. Just sounds more spiritual. Don't you think the King James sounds more spiritual? Um, I'm going to preach from, uh, from uh, here we go. I'm going to talk from uh, verse 5. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth. Doesn't that sound spiritual? Goeth? Sounds more spiritual, doesn't it? Goeth? I like that. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed. Say with me, precious seed. Shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weeping, bearing precious seed or bringing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him, I want to talk a little bit about this, and I want to talk about this this term and these two words it talks about, and talk about precious seed this morning, because that's what we're doing when we come in a few moments and we sow into this exchange offering. Um, understand that's what we're doing is we are sowing a seed. But I'm not just talking about finances this morning. When I talk about seed, this seed in this verse can represent your effort and your energy. Sowing seed can represent your time. Sowing seed can represent, of course, your finances and what God has blessed you with. Sowing seed can can represent your gifting. Sowing seed can represent the praise that you bring. You know that when you bring praise, you're sowing seeds of praise. When you worship the Lord, you're sowing seeds of worship. When you pray and you get with God and you sow seeds, you're sowing seeds of prayer. And what it's talking about here, it is talking about precious seed. I like that terminology. It doesn't say those that just bring any seed. Doesn't say those that just bring leftover seed. Doesn't say those that just bring whatever seed that you can find lying around. No, it's talking about those that would bring precious seed. That is talking about things that are precious to us. Things that are valuable to us. In society, we are typically trained to guard and to keep what is precious. Isn't that true? If you have a, a safe or you, you know, at home or you go away to a hotel and they have a hotel safe, what do you put in the safe? You don't put the things in there you don't care about because that doesn't bother you if someone takes them. But what you do is we are trained to guard, to protect, to hold on to that which is precious to us. And understand though, when we talk about things that are precious to us when it comes to the kingdom of God, how many know God's kingdom operates different to the way the world operates? The world says, keep what is precious, keep what is valuable, guard and protect what's valuable, keep it for yourself. You don't want anyone to take it, but God's kingdom says, no, 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 we need to come and bring and give what is precious to us. Give, we need to come bearing, it says bearing precious seed, 
bearing those things that are, are dear to our heart. They're the things that we come, that time and that, that effort and energy that's dear to us. That's the thing that we need to bring and give to our God. Don't save, don't let other things in your life get your precious worship. Let God get the best of your worship. See, we have things, some of you, your, your football team or your basketball team gets more worship than your God. Then we have to understand that we cannot be people that allow other things in our life to get greater worship than what we bring God. God deserves our precious. God deserves what is the most important to us. God deserves those, those things that are of, of most value to us. They're the things that we've got to come and present. And I want to tell you that God values it when we bring Him precious seed. It's bring it forward. It says those that bring precious seed going forth. It says, but it doesn't, not, it's talking about not keeping it to ourselves. When we release to God, God will reproduce what we release. Some of us, as we pray and as we, as we declare things over 2017, are you trying to make a withdrawal of something that you have not sown? We've got to sow into the Kingdom of God. We've got to sow. Have you sown those things you're believing for for 2017? Have you sown in prayer? Or if you've just believed and just, just believed in frustration, a lot of people get frustrated and think that that's a deposit of prayer. Where prayer is a faith thing. You've got to pray and believe and declare in faith over situations you want God to turn around in your life. And if you make a deposit in prayer and a deposit of seeds in prayer, then you have a right, a God-given right to pull out a withdrawal from heaven and say, I prayed for that. I believe for that. Now I'm declaring it and pulling it down from heaven down onto earth. But we've got to make that decision that we are going to come, that we're going to bring, that we're going to, we're going to let go. Nothing happens in our life when we, in things that we hold on to. When we keep things and we hold on to things, the story, I like the story of Moses and the story of Moses. You know, Moses, he had favour in Egypt. Moses, dude, had it all. He had opportunity. He, had, he was a leader in Egypt. He had family there. He had friends there. He was... He had a platform there and, and the Bible says that he, he lost it all. You know the story and he went away into the desert and he went for this season in the desert and then God began to speak to him about what Moses was going to be called to do. But it's a powerful story of, of, of what happened in the life of Moses. But it says that when God began to use and God wanted to use Moses, God said to Moses, I want you to lay down your staff. Remember the staff that Moses had? It was the last thing that Moses had on the earth was that staff. He had lost everything else, his position, his opportunity, his fame, his fortune, every single thing, his influence, all he had left was this staff. But God spoke to Moses and said, I want that. I want you to lay down what is precious to you. And you know the story, when Moses laid down that staff, when you lay down what is precious, you will release God's supernatural. When you lay down your precious, the supernatural of heaven opens up over your life and God will do something supernatural in and through your life when you make a decision. You know what? I'm gonna lay it down. 
What are the situations? What are the things that you're facing? The things that you're dealing with where you want God to turn it around, but you've got you to lay it down first. You've got to bring God your precious. You've got to trust God with your precious. God doesn't want just a regular praise. God wants a precious praise. God wants a praise to come out of you that, that you don't feel like doing. That's what the Bible talks about when it talks about a sacrifice of praise. God wants something to come out of you when you come into church and people come, well, I don't feel like praising. You know what? I'm so glad Jesus didn't say, I don't feel like going to the cross. Because if that was the standard, then you could get by saying that. But you don't have that opportunity to do that. We come into the Kingdom of God and we lay down a sacrifice of praise that says, you know what? I don't feel like it. But the Bible says that we've got to make a joyful noise. So I'm going to lift my voice. I'm going to lift my shout. I'm going to clap my hands and I'm going to declare that my God is good. It's a precious praise. It's bringing, it's bringing that sacrifice. It's bringing God. Some people that, that I meet and they're believing for God to turn around and do things in their life, do a miracle in their life. And then I'll see them in church just standing there. My God's good. You look like death warmed up. I'm depressed just looking at you. But then at the end, they're like, oh man, I want God to move. Will you pray for me? No, no, because you're not doing what the Word's telling you to do. You've got to take, activate your own self, your own will and say, you know what? I'm going to be obedient to my Word. And then yes, we'll stand and we'll agree with you. But you've got to bring God a precious praise. And when you bring a precious praise, you'll release a supernatural miracle. God will come, I'm telling you. I've seen God do it before in my life where I couldn't sense God. I couldn't hear the voice of God. I couldn't hear God's voice speaking to me. I couldn't feel His presence. And I didn't feel like worshipping. I didn't feel like praising. I didn't feel when you're going through a situation and you're facing things. Listen, isn't it funny? You don't feel like it. When you just do what you feel like doing, you're being led by your flesh. If you just do what you feel like, you're going to be in a world of trouble very quickly. And that's why I don't allow my flesh to lead me, I allow my spirit to lead me. So when I don't feel like it, I say, shut up flesh, spirit. What are you telling me to do? My spirit will say, get up and give God some praise. My spirit will say, lift your voice. My spirit will say, start to declare the Word of God. We got to do that. And when we go through challenges, you're not going to feel like it. When, you, when you're going through a financial situation and you've got bills piling up and it's coming to the end of the year and it's Christmas and, and you, you, it's, it's difficult and it's, it's heavy, you don't feel like praising God. You don't feel like believing in faith. Guess what? They're the moments where faith really rises to the surface. I've done, I remember doing that before. I remember, you've heard story. I remember going to the bank with my last, I used to collect the coins in my, in my ashtray in my car. And in the ashtray in my car, it had the coins and I was down to the coins that were in my ashtray. I got those coins out because I was too embarrassed to use. We have cents, it's like pennies and in Australia, and I was too embarrassed to go and buy anything with pennies, so I thought I need to get some notes. I remember I took them, I took them to the bank and asked them to exchange it, and they gave me eight dollars. I was down to eight dollars. 
And I remember I had bills, I had things I had to pay. And I remember I had a phone bill coming in and, and stuff that I had to pay. And I remember putting the bills in a pile on, on my desk in my room. And I remember praying over those bills. And I remember saying, God, I need you to do a miracle. I had $8, I'm not joking. The teller said to me, as God is my witness, I said, can you exchange this into notes? And, and, and back then you, in Australia, we don't have dollar notes. We have dollar coins and a $5 note. She gave me a five and three ones. And she, she said this to me. She said, wow, you must be poor. Isn't that great when you're just down? Come on, you just, you know, poor dudes going here with eight stinking dollars. And this idiot on the other side's going, boy, you must be poor. She's lucky that glass was there. I'm about to show her that I'm poor, but I still got some fight in me left. I walked out of there with $8, but how many know when I got in my car, that $8 was telling me to get depressed. That $8 was telling me to give up. That $8 was telling me you got nothing to live for. But there was something in my spirit that said, Ben, now's the time to bring a precious praise. Now's the time to say, you know what? All hell can come against me, but my God is stronger. The God in me is greater than the hell that's coming against me. You've got to know what it is to give God a precious praise. Someone give God a precious praise right now. Even though your situation may not say it deserves it, even though you don't feel like it, give Him praise. Remind the devil that you're here to stay. Tell the devil I've got a praise in me and I'm coming after you because I know God's called me to do great things. Give God praise for a moment. It's precious praise. It's precious praise. You're not going to feel like it. Man, how many know that those bills, man, have you ever had bills talk to you? Come on, anyone want to be honest? That stinking bill and then they send you another one. And then the next one's got it. In Australia, they have an administration fee. You know, like the, the next bill, and then it gets more and more. They start talking. Phone bills talking and payments over here talking and debt collectors talking. You think I don't know? You think I haven't had to go through some of those challenges? People look at what you're walking in now and think you just, it didn't just happen. You you build your anointing when every time you make a decision to look hell in the face and say, you give me a hit, but I'm not going down and declare my God is good. You bring a, a precious praise. It's hard if you're facing a diagnosis. A diagnosis from a doctor is hard. It's hard to, you can be in a hospital and facing things that the doctors are saying. You say, you know what? We're going to say God is good. When Caressa and I were believing, we're trying to get pregnant. And Caressa, poor Caressa, she she started feeling, started getting depressed and, and it wasn't happening. And she kept trying and those little tests you take and, Kept believing and it wasn't happening. And then she just, it just started to get, if you've ever gone through that as a woman, you know the challenges and, and it's always been that desire in her heart that, that, you know, we would have a baby. And, and she kept trying and kept praying, kept praying. And, and I remember I would hear her because I knew when she looked at a, at a, at a test result that had come back negative because the bathroom door was shut and I could hear worship in the bathroom. Because that means she's just taken a test and the test is saying something negative. And she get her little mobile phone out and just put on a little bit of that Bethel or whatever. She'll put it on the counter. 
And it's just, you wouldn't hear, it's not loud, it's not a big booming speakers, but I'd walk in my house and I'd hear this faint little worship coming out of the bottom of a bathroom door and it might not sound much in the natural, but I wanna tell you, heaven will hear that. And it doesn't sound very loud, but I'm telling you, there's a shake in hell when someone says, you know what, I'm facing a diagnosis, but I'm gonna bring my God a precious praise and you'll unlock the supernatural in your life when you say, you know what? I'm gonna bring my precious. I'm gonna bring my best. Bring God, bring Him your best. It's a powerful, powerful thing when you make that decision. What did the wise men do? We're coming into Christmas. The Bible says that the three wise men, they brought gold, frankincense, frankincense and myrrh to a newborn. We got a newborn right now. Do you know what he needs? Food and sleep. He doesn't need gold. Listen, do you know how many times I've painted his nursery? I mean, dear Jesus, the room is three foot smaller than what it was because of the amounts of coat I've painted that. Because every time I paint it, it crests one in a different colour. And how many how husbands know happy wife is a happy life? Praise Jesus. So you just paint that stupid thing. So I painted it. I painted it. Man, it looked good to me. I, I, I paint it because, you know, we're busy. And so I'd have to paint late hours of the night. So I'd just, you know, put a light switch on. Have you ever painted a room under like a light? But then when daylight comes, you open the windows and you're like, what idiot did this? Oh, my goodness. First time I showed the baby, it's okay. We just need to make sure that we don't allow any natural light in the room. And it's going to look awesome. She, we painted it the first time. She said, I, I, I like a different colour. It doesn't match this stuff and it doesn't match this. And I'm like, oh, dear Jesus. So I painted it again and, 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 and then we painted it again. And we got this furniture and then moved it here and moved it there and then bought these books and put this up here and bought that there. Do you know what? He comes in. He doesn't even care. I said to him the other day, look, look, bro, bro, look. I think he looked at it and did something in his diaper and that was it. He, just, he, he does not care. He doesn't care. It, it makes no sense for a wise man to bring baby Jesus gold frankincense and myrrh. If you look at what each one of those is, gold we know is something that is higher value. It's the most high valued commodity or stone that they had at that time. Frankincense and myrrh, both they come from tree sap and they're they're valued spices and and gum that comes out of a tree used for healing balms and is very, very valuable. But none of those things are of any use to a newborn. They were not bringing something that Jesus needed. They were bringing something that, what they weren't bringing something that was of value to Jesus. They were bringing something that was of value to them. See, that's what real worship looks like. That's what giving looks like. God doesn't want, God doesn't need your money. Jesus is not up in heaven looking for a 20. He's not looking down on us saying, man, listen, do you know what? I thought, I thought it was a 10. But I really need a 20 free chapel. Can you pitch in? Can you help a brother out up here? He is without need. He doesn't, but what he needs 
is he want he want what he needs is your precious. He wants what's valuable to you because the Bible says that where your treasure is there, your heart is also. He doesn't want the treasure. He wants the heart attached to the treasure and there's no heart attached to something that's not precious. That's what we're doing when we come and we bring Him what is precious. The Bible says that Solomon, in the days of, of, of Solomon and when they would come and that they would bring, it was in the days of Moses on the Day of Atonement, it was considered good and acceptable to bring one lamb. And everyone would do that. Everyone would come and they would bring what was good and what was acceptable. But then as they were bringing their one lamb because it was good, it was acceptable. God was happy with that. All of a sudden the Bible says, and you can read it, the Bible says in 1 Kings chapter 3, it talks about as they came and as they brought that one lamb, there was a smell that was coming from the hill because Solomon, while everyone else was bringing their one lamb, Solomon came and said, I'm going to bring a thousand And there everyone else was bringing what was good and what was acceptable. But Solomon said, you know what? I don't want to just bring my good. I want to bring my precious. I want to bring what is so dear to me. I want to give God my best. And if you read the story, it was after that, that God showed up in Solomon's dream. And God said to Solomon, what do you want from me? I'll give you whatever you want. If you want to see God show up in your life with a blank check, you've got to make a decision that you're going to lay down your precious to Him and say, God, I want you to have my best. Are you giving God your best? Are you giving Him your precious? The well-known story, Nikis and come, I'm going to be in closing. But the well-known story of the woman with the alabaster box. We know it well, the woman came in, the Bible says, and she gave, it was worth a year's wages. It said she broke it and she poured it out on Jesus' feet as an act of worship. What was she was doing? She was bringing, she was bringing Him her best. Why do we bring God our best? Because He gave us His best. We got to give our precious to him because the word of God says that it was the precious blood of Jesus Christ. God didn't give us his leftovers. God didn't give us what wasn't of value to him. Jesus was the prince of heaven. Jesus was the pride of heaven and God gave him to us. He gave of his precious And we as a church, I want us to make a decision and we're going to do our, our exchange offering. But, you know, really, I've, I've probably talked less about finances in this than anything else because it's the principle that I want us to get of what it is to bring and give God our best, give God what is value, our precious praise, our precious worship. We don't feel like it. When, our, when it doesn't make sense in our situation, when things are going well, praise makes sense. When things are all lined up and how you want them to be, worship, it makes sense. But something precious comes out of a situation that makes no sense. And I preach it all the time because I love it, but the same way Job said, he, though he may slay me, Yet will I praise Him. Yet will I give Him worship. 
And we're so, so grateful to each one of you. And maybe, you know, maybe this sermon is, you know, preaching to the choir because I feel like we've got so many people in this church that come every single Sunday and bring God your best in our worship, in our praise, in our giving. But I want to stir us. Maybe it's time. You may, we saw the, the analogy that Dr. Dave Martin preached so well the other week of, of, the, of, the, of the pie. Remember talking about giving God. That was what he was talking about, giving God our best. Maybe it's our time. Something I love to do every, every single morning. It's the first thing because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a processor. I, I process things and I, I analyze things, and I've always got a lot going on in my head. And so the first thing I do before anything, I'll get up in the morning, clean my teeth because that's just dirty if you don't. I make myself a little espresso because I find you pray stronger with a little espresso in you. And I go and I sit in the same spot with my word and often I'll just put my phone just on put a little bit of worship on my phone I sit in that spot and I just give God my precious and I just love on God in that moment and I say God I'm so grateful before I look at an email, before I look at the news, before I see what's going on, before I start getting dressed or start thinking about my day, I want God, I want you to have my precious. Even in my thinking, if you're like me, the moment you wake up, your mind starts going, get the jump on the day and say, God, I'm giving you my precious, I'm giving you first. I want to just, sometimes I'll just sit there for a moment and just think about how good God is. Just think about how grateful I am. What does He want? He wants your precious. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you were blessed.